Hey friends, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am the host of this podcast. I cannot tell you what a joy it is to have you here joining us for another episode. It is always so much fun to speak with friends and share their stories. And we have quite the collection of episodes for you to go back and listen to. Last week, I spoke with indie artist Logan Pilcher, who is an incredible creative episode 62 you can find that on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you're listening from it is there for you to enjoy and i hope that you'll stick around and listen to a few other inspiring voices my heart is to use this podcast as not just a place to come and receive encouragement but to also build community as we grow closer in our walk and relationship with jesus speaking of growing i think we all have certain friends in our circle who have watched us through very formative years in our life. Maybe they are childhood friends, someone we met in college, or someone God randomly brought into your life for a very specific molding season. And that is what happened to me exactly six years ago, July 2014. I had the honor of meeting my friend Yamistrach Melton on a two-week mission trip to Costa Rica with Never the Same Missions. We had both earned a spot on this adventure by winning Sisterhood Magazine's Faith in the Weight essay contest. You might also recognize the name of this magazine because it is formerly known as Brio Magazine. I'll never forget talking to Yemi for the first time using my parents' landline as I listened to her story of rescue and redemption. Yemi has lived in two different worlds. Though she was raised on a farm in rural Montana where the air was fresh and the stars were radiant, this was not her first home. Her story began in Ethiopia, far beyond the mountains of Big Sky Country. She was only 10 years old when she was adopted by a family in the United States. Everything was new. She didn't speak English. She was scared. And most of all, she missed her mom. Seven years later, Yemi's toes touched Ethiopian soil once again, and she was able to reunite with her biological mother. There are so many details to this story that I'm leaving out, but this is a journey that only our Heavenly Father could create. I am so excited for you guys to hear this incredible story. It's one that I wish that I had in a book just to hand out to every single one of you. My goodness, this girl is brave, amazing, and I am just so grateful to know her. Just thinking about how God used Costa Rica to change our lives forever makes me really teary today. He was so kind in connecting two girls with very similar but also very different stories. Friends, I ask that you come with an open heart as you hear Yemi's story and maybe bring a few tissues alongside you. This is a story not of what was lost but what we can celebrate in the goodness of God and how he is continually building our faith even in a season of waiting. It is my truest honor to welcome to Still With You, my amazing lifelong sister friend, Yemi Strash Melton. I just want to say you are the best for doing this. I have a running list of people that I want to reach out to and want to reconnect with and just say, hey, and thank you so much for doing this. Just your heart has been such an incredible testimony, honestly, like what you are doing. I know we've been following each other since we first met, but like being able to connect with you that way and just seeing what you're doing. And I'm like, what? Coley is just on fire. And it's, it's incredible. Oh, you're so kind. Like that is so sweet of you to say, because like, I feel like you're one of the people who saw me like, we met when? It was 2014? Yeah, 14. Junior year, I think. Oh, so junior year for you in high school, senior year for me of high school. Yeah. yeah. And it was that summer. Okay. So we should line up that story a little yes. bit. Do you want to like, yes. do you want to help me patchwork it together? Yes. And we were playing a game through Zoom with a group of friends and it was share something about yourself or interesting fact. Um, We had to guess who it was. And I was like, I want a trip to Costa Rica for two weeks. Everyone was like, what? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm curious. Why did you apply for that? Um, My uncle works for Focus on the Family. So I've gotten my 
older sister has gotten the Brio magazine. It was before sisterhood, it was Brio. After she went to college, I subscribed to it. I literally saw it in the magazine and I'm like, why not? Like it has always been a dream of mine to travel abroad, share the gospel and be able to like see, I don't know why, but a Spanish speaking country, I don't know why Mm -hmm. the Lord put that in my heart, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do from a very young age. When I saw the opportunity, I was like, this is so easy. I can write this essay. Yeah. It was like, write something about how you trusted the Lord. And I was like, well, this is just a way to let out my story. I literally like submitted it and then thought nothing of it until it came back to me. (laughs) Wow. You're right. It was about trusting in the Lord. It was called Faith in the Mm Weight. And we had to write essay about how we had walked through something in our life where God used a time of waiting Mm -hmm. and moved in our life. Did you write about your adoption? Yes, I sure did. And it was me waiting. I mean, I think you know most of my story, but like coming to America at age 10 and then waiting till I was 17 to reconnect with my family. It came at a very prime time. I had waited seven years to reconnect with my family. And that was just a testimony of what the Lord did in my heart. And I was able to display that in that short little essay that we did. Just so I get a timeline and remember exactly the details. Had you met your family in Ethiopia before the essay or was that the summer after going to Costa Rica? So I hadn't met. I was preparing. That's right. Yeah. Really, I had just connected and I was just so overwhelmed with the fact of like, how's it going to be when I go back? That's why I don't know if you remember people prayed for me. That was heavy in my heart and I just didn't know what to expect. I was taking both of my parents with me. So many emotions and I just like, how do you even prepare for something like this? Spoiler alert, Yemi and I both won the contest where we were able to go to Costa Rica for two weeks with Never the Same Missions with Susie Schellenberger. And do you remember Missy? Do you remember reading her? Of course. Missy Calvert, who's now Missy Bari, which is so cool. Since we're there, like, do you care if we talk about your story of adoption and that you eventually like met your family? That's such an amazing story. Yeah, I would love to. Like I said before, I think each of our stories are woven God way in such a way that is just unique between you and the Lord and the people that you love. Yeah. My story, of course, it's unique, but he could have placed that story on anybody, but he chose me. So I feel just so honored in a way that I want to reflect him. And without him, I am nothing. Just that vessel that is not about us, but it is like through what we went through, we're able to show him up more. You could have chose to stay silent about your story. I know from knowing you and also serving alongside (laughs) you. You are an amazing individual. I'm so sorry for what you have had to walk through, but man, I'm so grateful. You're just illuminating the work that God's doing. Wow. Thank you so much. That really does mean a lot. So my story really did start in Ethiopia. I was born and raised in Ethiopia. At a very young age, uh, my father passed away. Life in Ethiopia was pretty hard for my mom. She had four kids and she just wasn't able to do what she could to be able to raise us correctly. So unfortunately enough, poverty hits and she was able to give one of my sisters to my grandparents. My sister went to live with my grandparents in the countryside. And then even with that, my mom just wasn't able to raise us in a way to help us thrive in the way that we've been created. So God, of course, has been with us and continues to be with us and to our family. And he made a way for me to get adopted and that my mom, when I think about it back then, her giving one of my older sisters to my grandparents to raise her was preparing her for my departure in essence. I was the youngest of four, like I said. Because of what she already went through, he had prepared her heart, even though it was 
one of the hardest for a mother for sure one of the hardest decisions that she had to do was to give me up for adoption Mm. she just didn't have the means when opportunity arose and the lord of course was sovereign he was with her he was with me so unfortunately that decision was made for me to be adopted the neat thing is that yes i was adopted at age 10 but god didn't leave me when i came to america he carried me through and through every step of the process coming to america at age 10 i ended up in montana that was even (laughs) crazy how god connected us during that summer before we were even going to costa rica we were vacationing in glacier and i was like hey i'm in your state which i that was such a detail of my story that that was one of the one of the only places my family would vacation yeah it's crazy (laughs) it's just like the divine appointments i'm just like how is that even but growing up in montana it had its own challenges but it had made me into the person that i am today can you explain some of those challenges you were the first person that i've had on the show who's from montana so (laughs) could you could you just go there for one second i would love that and is it did you were raised in billings is that true or am i making that up no i was raised right literally right in the center of montana so like central montana great falls would be my closest like airport okay got you so let me entertain you a little bit i'm from a town that has from a population of 300 people oh my gosh that's right because remember i'm from a town of 280 yeah right i remember that because i was like oh wow god you're really getting very specific here (laughs) yeah it literally blows people's minds it's like how's that even possible i have people in my high school in my class and i'm like okay you know what (laughs) did you go to a school that was like k through 12 yes i did i did the same and it was like less than 100 people but you know we survived yeah (laughs) my walmart was like an hour and 45 minutes away bless wow that life i was 30 minutes i have nothing to complain about an hour is a lot yeah But I grew up on a farm, I think, which taught me to work hard, connect with the Lord. I love where I grew up, the people that he placed in my life. One of my best friends, the one that went to Never the Same with us, she's my closest best friend, Sydney. That's a little blonde friend, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) I was just telling her about you and she's like, I so remember that. That's so awesome that you're reconnecting. Yeah, I love that. Now that you're not living in Montana, do you feel like you want to eventually move back? For me, it's more so a visiting place. I would love to go visit. Of course, literally all my family, they live in Montana. Yeah. My siblings, my parents, everybody lives in Montana. So it'll always be home for me where I grew up my childhood. That will be my place. As far as living there, it's too cold for my African blood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was what I was going to ask. It's a basic question, but how did you even feel? moving from yeah the adjustment of the temperature everything I definitely have grown to love it but at first it was a challenge you have to like imagine like a girl who is literally raised totally around people constantly around people in the middle of Africa my town was surrounded by people there was never a moment where I wasn't with people it was like being planted in a different planet yeah in a sense nothing was familiar nothing even to communicate that's like everything was so different from language to culture to family food everything was so different so like everything required adjustment so at first that was very hard and very challenging but now that I have come out of it and that I'm able to look back and just say well I thank the Lord because of it. I am such a well-rounded person and I have so much sympathy for people who go through certain circumstances. You do not have to answer any of the questions that I'm going to ask you. You are like free to say, I'd rather not. I am curious about something and if it's okay if I ask this, as you got a little bit older and started to understand the fullness of what happened in your life and your story, was there ever a part of you that you wish that you wouldn't have left Ethiopia, that you almost like rejected the story and the narrative that you had no choice over? Oh, definitely. From the first time that I came to America to I was able to connect to my family, set that seven year period, you know, uh-huh. I was constantly struggling. I was adopted at age 10 and then I didn't reconnect with my family till I was 17. Communication started when I was 17. That period was very much so 
as to finding myself, um, wrestling with the Lord about who am I? Why did you bring me here? Why couldn't my parents, my mom take care of me? Certain things I would expect like, okay, I understand that you had to remove. I understand that you have a plan for me, but why Montana? Yeah. And then why this family? And then why the siblings, the friendships that I have? I had struggled from depression with anxiety, hate, bitterness, you name it. I had to process through. I guess that was part of my grieving. I had to. I had to touch on every level in order to finally say I have arrived and I accept that the Lord has me where I am for a purpose and he hasn't left me yet and he will never leave me. I still trust and I understand that he, his sovereignty and his love for me has never changed and will never change. He continues to be with me no matter my heart condition. Did you ever walk away from God? For a while in your life? Mm-hmm. For sure. My teen years, like I said, it was like a constant battle. First, I was adjusting. I was adjusting to know what is it like to live in Montana, adjust with the weather, adjust with the culture, adjust with everything. And then it was just so much pressure. I cannot explain like the pressure of the language barrier in itself is so hard. I was not speaking English when I came. I knew how to say, hi, my name is Yemi. I am 10 years old. That is as far as I got. Taking it from that level where I couldn't even communicate to the people that cared for me, let alone just let out that like I didn't have an outlet. So the neat thing was that I thank the Lord for this. It's like my parents, when we were in Ethiopia and they came to pick me up, they were able to purchase a Bible for me in my own language. They bought a Bible for me when we went to one of the markets one day and they bought CDs in my own language, things that would benefit me from like, oh, okay, this is something familiar. I was so grateful for that because every day I would listen to those CDs, the the worship song CDs, because it's like no one else spoke my language. So it's like I had to let it out some way or another. In the midst of my grieving, my parents here in America, they just didn't know. Did we make a mistake of plucking this child? God, was it not your plan for us to bring Yemi home with us? They had to walk through their own process, but it's beautiful in a sense because I have such a huge understanding of adoption and God's heart behind adoption and like how he adopts us into his family. It is never his plan and purpose to separate families. Right. And it's a story of rescue. Yeah. It's like from a human perspective, it's like, wow, that that is difficult. And how do you even mm-hmm. love and come alongside this person who is just totally hurt? That's when God's sovereignty is evident. That's when his consistency is evident through and through. It is hard. Um, it was hard. Did I walk away from him? Several times. And those transitions from like, I was transitioning, becoming a teenager, that culture, like once again, connecting with people, I was the only child that was adopted in my community for a long time, there was nothing familiar, and no one could relate to me. So I just had to transition and walk through that kind of alone. But the Lord was consistent once again. Did you know that you wanted to see your family eventually? Why did you choose that? Because I know some have not and would rather not. Why was that the next best thing for you to do? My mom and my siblings, we were very close. Leaving at age 10. At that age, I was more so like, oh yeah, I will be able to see my family. It's not that big of a deal. It's something new, like me being adopted. I didn't. I don't think I grasped the whole idea of adoption moving different lifestyle everything kind of clicked when I arrived and I wasn't moving back for me I don't have any bitterness like Mm -hmm. I missed my family and I want to connect with them that was just the initial grieving and like of course it's my family so why wouldn't I want to spend 10 years with them that's all I know and I want to go back and see them but God had a different plan where he had to work in my heart and let me process a few things before I was able to reconnect with them
Do you own a business or brand, big or small? You have a story and still with you would love to share the hard work that you are doing. One of my favorite parts about hosting a podcast is supporting my entrepreneur friends. Goodness, they have some real grit and giving them a space on an episode is a true joy. Becoming an official sponsor of the show is easy and so much fun. If you are interested in this opportunity to showcase your company, brand or business, let's connect. Still with you is accepting advertisement applications today. You can find more information at coleybrowning.com. Feel free to reach out to me. I would love to hear and support your amazing business. Let's do life together. Buy local, share your work, your brand, your story. Were your parents immediately on board with that decision for you to want to travel back? It's actually a testimony of the Lord, honestly. So when I moved, when I was 10 years old, of course, I was adjusting. I came in November at age 10 and then didn't enroll into school till that fall, the next fall. So I had six months of adjusting. I was homeschooled from first grade to fourth grade. Mm-hmm. didn't speak English. My mom just took me on and homeschooled me. And then I was enrolled into fifth grade. My family is in such huge poverty that they couldn't even afford a phone or any type of way of communication. So therefore, there was just no way. So it wasn't like, oh, I could just call my family in Ethiopia and just reconnect. It was just, why can't I talk? I can't. There was just a block that God had placed that I had to process. I was forced into processing and seek him and seek his heart and the reason behind it and find myself through him before he said, okay, she's ready, but in his timing. So his timing was definitely the perfect aspect of this testimony is that I had to work through so many things before God could give me plus more of what I have asked for. It took me till I was 17. I was in and out of my faith, but there was a point, I think I was a sophomore into my freshman year. I was like, God, enough is enough. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to rely on you. This is hard, but there has to be a reason. And I trust you that nothing touches me without your permission. Mm. Nothing, no circumstance, nobody can touch me without your permission. So Lord, I trust you. I trust what you have, the plans that you have for me. I'm going to hold on to that faith. I'm not going to let it go because when I look back, you've been with me. I could have been placed with any other family, but you placed me here with these people in this town, in this church. So I trust you. This is me laying my life with trust into your hands, Lord. Whether I may see my family be able to hear their voice once again, I don't know, but I trust you. And I trust that you love them so much more than I do back in Ethiopia. I don't know if they're alive or dead, but Lord, you do. I'm going to live on that faith. I'm going to live on that anchor that you are my anchor and you are going to be their anchor. You're going to provide for them. Wow. I'm okay if I don't see them. I'll be able to see them in heaven. You just use me however you can. The circumstance that I'm in, I'm going to strive to love you, strive to obey you, and strengthen my faith because this is hard, but yeah, I trust you. So I had to like make that conscious decision. God, okay, into your hands I come in. Like No more struggling, no more holding back. I think that's when I found my freedom. I'm just like over here, watery eyes. That is such a brave prayer for such a teenager. Like, oh my, that's so selfless. Mm-hmm. But that's like an o- the open palm mentality of Lord have your way. For sure. You have to think about like, I had so many years of trying new things, other things. Okay, let me try not talking to the Lord. Let me try ignoring my family. Let me try being like, I've tried things. And then my conclusion was like, okay, it, it is the Lord. Somehow his spirit didn't leave me. And he was consistent. So I was able to turn back to his arms. Just so I'm making sure I'm on the right timeline. When you and I went to Costa Rica, had you already bought tickets to go see your mom in Ethiopia? Like, was that trip coming up? Yeah, we went to Costa Rica in the summer. And then it was during December, during Christmas break. That's when we went for 10 days. That was why the reason for prayer, that was the reason for me being worried about like, how is it going to go? I hadn't seen these people. I've only spoken to one of my brothers. I don't know what I'm going to find out. Anxiety that 
oh, there was just so much. We were just walking in faith. This could either blow up, like my mom, my birth parents, like they might not accept us the way I thought. For me, that I knew that I had processed everything and I was so ready to forgive and to love on my birth mom. I just didn't know how that was going to play out. And I will never forget the photo that you posted of your two moms just together Mm -hmm. to see your family and everyone have that same joy. It brings back tears to me too because another testimony in that regard was I had waited for seven years reconnect but my birth mom had been praying since the day that I left saying that she will one day see my daughter and she would be able to speak my language and I will be able to hold her one day just a little picture of maybe you have seen that picture on Facebook so we're in Ethiopia we took that step of faith and then it's like five hour taxi drive to my small town where I grew up. So from the capital to where I grew up in Soto. In this whole drive, five hour drive, we're like preparing our hearts, thinking I'm just journaling. What is that going to be like? And then I get there and I'm greeted by like lots of friends and families that I I was like, wow, I'm 17 and I had already forgotten these like familiar faces, but they had to reintroduce themselves to me. They were just so overjoyed to see me in the midst of the crowd I could not place my mom so my heart I was like where is she did they not tell us like maybe she's sick where is she at did she pass I don't know anything so I'm like trusting the Lord I'm not seeing my mom I, I see my uncle cousins neighborhood friends a crowd of people just greeting us and they are all saying like come on get in get, get to the house come on welcome I'm not seeing my mom I I go through the crowd of my parents and I walk through the crowd of people into our tiny little hut house and we get in there and I'm still not seeing my mom so like a panic hits my heart and I'm like where's my mom I ask one of my sisters and then I see her I see her in the middle of the room in the living room on her knees praising the Lord like Mm. this seven year prayer is being answered Mm. it's just being answered right now at that moment and the fact that she had been praying for seven years and she's like I was thanking the Lord before even before I even saw you because I knew that you were gonna come and that moment of me picking her up from the ground and giving that embrace was something that I cannot describe yet like forever will remember how can you put words to a moment like that that's amazing he had been working in my heart for that seven year period he had been working Mm -hmm. in my adopted parents for that seven year period And then he had been working in my mom for that seven-year period. Like, how do you not lose hope? Because we serve a God that is that is our anchor that is our everything and it's just like that faith and that's a very biblical number too you know like on the seventh day like the rest when they till the fields that there's like i think it's that Mm -hmm. eighth year they let the fields Mm -hmm. breathe that number is so significant to me in itself with going along with your story that's why people say that's god's favorite number (laughs) knowing what you know now would you still consider adoption for your future do you think that's something that you would ever want to do when you go to start a family? Uh, 100%. 100%. Really? Okay. Oh, my word. It is because of what I went through that I have the kind of relationship that I have with the Lord. My faith is such a huge part of who I am. It is all who I am. Without it, I'm just like, I don't know who I am. As hard as it is, it has ignited this passion within me. It's such a beautiful picture. I've been bestowed by such a a beautiful story and gift that I can do nothing but reflect it back to him. Yeah. I would myself would love to take on a child, love and support and just show his glory just like my parents did for me. Hey guys, I'm jumping in here real quick because I want to share a secret with you. Something that you may or may not know is that this podcast depends on you. This is a listener-supported podcast, meaning... 
every single time you share still with you on social media with a friend, maybe suggesting it to someone or by leaving a review, rating, subscribing, following the podcast. It is what keeps it streaming on the podcast airways with Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Luminary, Podbean, all the places that this is a podcast that people are excited to listen to and just increases the visibility and access for people to find. I am not in this for myself. No way, shape, or form is still with you about me. And I hope that is very transparent in every episode. I'm about sharing this because I believe more people need to know about Jesus. They need the hope. They need the light. They need to be encouraged. One of the things that you can do and help support this podcast is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also subscribe to the podcast. If you're a Spotify listener, it is so helpful if you would follow the podcast. I can't thank you enough for the support that you are showing right now just by downloading and listening to this episode. It means the world to me. And I want to thank you. So please tell me if you leave a review for the show. I wish I could buy every single one of you a coffee or just look into your eyes and say thank you so much because it truly does mean more than you know. If you are looking for a way to support Still With You through one of the methods that I shared, you can go to my website, coleybrowning.com and find all of the links for this show. Again, it's on Apple Podcasts. Pretty much wherever you're listening, you will find this. I just want to thank you so much for your continued support. And I want to do my best in being a friend that puts your interests first in how I can best serve and love you you best while glorifying Jesus. Can we talk about Compassion International? You were a go rep. I think pretty much all my friends who are here with us, they probably are familiar with what sponsoring a child looks like through Compassion International or, you know, other organizations like that. But what is a go rep and why do you want to jump in with that ministry? And by the way, I love them. They're doing amazing things. Oh, I love them too. That's kind of the reason why my story literally is interwoven into my passion and what I would like to do and things like that. But with Compassion, they came to Liberty and Compassion International, the GORUB program in itself, it is Compassion Representative. That's why it's like we travel around the U.S. representing Compassion and advocating for those kids to be sponsored in churches and concerts and conferences and things like that. But how I got involved with them was that they came to my school. They had, had set up what they do is there's a truck they take two testimonies of people who've gone through the process of compassion international they were sponsored by somebody over in the states you get to hear their story and um, what they went through and then the gospel is presented at the end I went through it and I was just like I love what they do oh I wish I could be part of that I had volunteered at the truck that they had displayed out there and then they were like oh you should sign up and I'm like yeah here's my email and like totally forgot about it (laughs) (laughs) one of the recruiting manager he's like hey I we have a lot of people listed here from Liberty University and I thought of you I think you should apply for this position and I'm like what (laughs) (laughs) I had like literally totally forgot about the whole compassion I was like, oh, I love them. I love what they do. My parents yeah. with them. I, I was just like, okay, yeah, cool. I signed up. I gave them my email, but that was the last thing. And then he contacts me back. And I was like, this is the Lord. Because that summer, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't want to go home. I just wanted to do ministry, but I didn't know where to start. And then God was like, oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much fun. I'm all about travel and I'm all about ministry. Those are two of my favorite combos. And I'm sure you've made a ton of friends. Were you with a specific artist or a specific conference? How did that line up? It was so good. So what we did was our team, there was 12 of us. And yeah, we were able to travel like from state to state to big cities all within the U.S. And then like to churches, we would travel in pairs to people at a time. So I got to know like all my teammates. So we didn't stay with one concert or one artist, but we just traveled. Some people covered conferences, some people covered just going to churches or I'm um, having the truck out so they can go through the compassion experience. Through it all, I got to learn, connect with people that I'll forever remember and being able to represent the compassion and what they do. That's like my heart. But yeah, it was a process for six months. I was just on the road in and out. 
my family sponsored children too growing up. Like I will never forget riding to David. He was a boy in Bolivia that my family and I sponsored. I went to a Jordan Howardson concert where they were talking about how this is a part of your family. And I remember coming home. I was like, David is part of our family. I was like, we are going to treat and pray for him. Like he would be sitting at every table. <laughs> Think about it. If it weren't for people like you who went out and did the work and advocated for this kid. I mean, I learned so much from having a adopted brother that I did never have never met, but I felt like he was part of our family. That shows your heart behind it. I think that's really <laughs> neat. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Being able to be literally God's hands and feet and answer people's questions and just be able to just connect and build that relationship. And what does it really mean to sponsor a child in another country? You're making such a huge difference. What they do. I will forever be grateful for compassion. I haven't ever asked you this. What did you get your degree in um, at Liberty U? I'm actually finishing. I have a couple online classes there. Okay. I'm doing sociology and psychology. I hope to do some sort of counseling to better serve people that way. Are you in your master's program right now? No, I'm finishing my bachelor's. Okay. Well, good for you. That's awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah. And you're going to make an amazing counselor <laughs> or wherever in that field. Like that field takes a lot of compassion. Mm -hmm. As a teenager, through the process of this, did you ever have to seek counseling? Briefly, I did once or twice, but there was just the resources. I think that's part of what why I want to do it. If I was to be a counselor of some sort, I want to do like group therapy for adoption parents and families and kids that are recently adopted or going through the process. That was something that we were lacking. My parents read a lot of books because that was their only resource. Now there's so much more resource and counselors and help is available. But back then it was a little difficult because of the location that we were at. Yeah, I think I was able to go to one or two sessions. It was hard because my counselor couldn't relate at all. Like she couldn't really? even grasp mm -hmm. my whole story was just a lot for her. <laughs> I would love to if the Lord wills it and mm -hmm. provide the opportunity to be where and that would be my goal of helping be either equipping other counselors or having my own private setting where I could be this vessel for the kids and yeah. family and friends. It's a hard process. Just coming alongside of them means a lot. Well, whether you end up going that route or we know how the Lord works like <laughs> you end up going in a totally different direction, you are going going to be solid in whatever God places you at. Like I just keep seeing like that you're like palms wide open to whatever God has for you. And I feel like that is just a posture that you're walking in and you have been walking in. I'm excited for all that God has for you. Currently, I think we're all a little shaken up with what's happening right now, but is there anything exciting that is coming up for you that you can look forward to or share? Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to travel some more. Oh, actually, I forgot to tell you that because of what happened in Ethiopia, I was able to reconnect with my family for sure. But three summers ago, I was able to go back to Ethiopia with a mission trip group. It was definitely a different part of Ethiopia, but I was able to go with college students and do a mission work like VBS training, Sunday school teacher training thing. That was such a unique experience. A beautiful experience to take some of my Montana friends with me, join in together and go back to my country. I look forward to like an opportunity like that. If God wills, I would love to go back and pour into those people. We went in, into a different part of the country, but my family was able to come. And so my team was able to meet them. So that, that wow. was special for sure. That is incredible. When you went to Costa Rica, was that your first mission trip? Yes. So Costa Rica was my first. Yeah, it was the same for me, which was crazy because that had been a lifelong thing that I wanted to do yeah. for so long. And that's why God answered that prayer. That is just amazing. Yeah, I think that's where the fire started. My desire for mission trips grew when I went to something called Acquire the Fire. I don't know if you're familiar with it. 
Yeah, I have heard of it before. I think they had a speaker or somebody was speaking. They shared their testimony. It was like, I want to be a light. I want to be salt. And I want to travel mm-hmm. and be able to share the gospel. That's when it like, got planted in my heart where God knew where I would end up. <laughs> I'm actually going to send this this episode to Susie Schellenberger and Missy and, oh, and Becca. Anybody that I can. I think it's like, is it Steve Goley? Yeah. Goley who does yes. Never the Same. Yeah. I am so grateful for them that they were so generous to give the opportunity to do that. I mean, God can do anything and clearly he did do something, but financially and with the resources that I had, that was not an option even for the setting that I was at in my fam- my home church. Like there was not a mission trip anywhere. It's so funny how you said that God gave you a desire to connect with Spanish speaking people. My junior year, I started taking Spanish. I was not at all excited about that class in any way. I remember walking into my Spanish class and the Lord was so kind. He just spoke to me so clearly and was like, Coley, pay attention because you're going to use this language and I need you to pay attention. That stopped me in my tracks because number one, I heard from God only a little bit, but I really was not paying attention to hearing his voice. I was really good about being in the word, but not at all where I even really thought that was part of my normal life. I walked out of that first hour of class and had absolutely loved it. I loved my teacher. I thought she was from Texas. And so she was so fun. And what was crazy is that I had not even known about Costa Rica. That was a year before my senior year when all of that happened. God was already building in my heart a love for a Spanish-speaking country, and I had no idea. And what's crazy is that after I went to Costa Rica, God has continually brought people who are Hispanic and or who speak Spanish into my life and I've been able to minister to them. Like I had a friend and I in college and we would connect with, with Spanish speaking people and invite them to church. Even here in Florida, it's just so crazy how God will randomly bring people into my life where I use like the little bit of Spanish that I can. Like I'm by no way bilingual. I know a little bit still. I've had so many divine appointments where I was at the right time to help someone. Like I even with jobs that I've had, like it's amazing still to me like how many people are not bilingual. Because I'm like, wow, we need we need more of this because like I know very little. I owe all of that credit to the well first God, but the never the same team and the sisterhood, they changed my life. Not only gave me that opportunity, but also taught me that I had a voice. My story was important because I wrote about being single, which it feels so crazy because it's nowhere the stretch of like being adopted from Ethiopia, but that even hearing God so specifically saying like, you know, like I want to write your love story and I want to show you there is a purpose behind this and you need to be open about what you're going through because people need to be encouraged. And connecting with you and hearing your story that is just moving me to pieces every time I think about it, I feel like God's been so generous. The opportunity, like we come from such a different parts of the world, the fact that we were connected into that capacity, but also like the Lord just planting things in our lives prior to all of us reconnecting and then being able to like display it all yeah through never the same mission trip like I when I think back and like how how does that even but that's just one way of God like just waving everything through and then us to be able to meet and then like the people there's such incredible people to this day I'll be forever grateful for our team and just the opportunity that we got to go and minister and love on those people in Costa Rica and see the world which otherwise I don't think we would have and then to be able to continue to use the opportunities experience that we uh, were able to minister back to people Spanish-speaking people and just our eyes are further open because of our experience so yeah definitely yeah, I don't really even have words for it. All I know is that that was such a turning point in my life. It was so much fun. God did so much work in my heart and really like, again, like he just set the fire. The little things that, the little plants that he plants in our hearts. And I'm just like, wow, I would have never seen it come this way. Just the fact that we're like 
a full circle that you're able to connect with me this way. And it's just like, how? That was so long ago. <laughs> you know? It's just- I know. Yeah. Six years, actually, like six years, because it was 2014 and six years. You know, what's the blessing of that, too, is that like we're still in it. Like you are still in the trenches, so to speak, working hard for God. I think that shows a lot about the character of even of that organization is that they are training young leaders. Mm -hmm. True life change is happening. I mean, I follow some of the people who are been a part of that. And I'm like, clearly like they are doing amazing work still. Like I don't, one of the girls I'm thinking of, her name is Brooke Shero, and she just graduated from college and is teaching second graders. That's powerful. You get to empower. Yes. You know, I mean, like, I feel like they, they are definitely like, there was something to that. No, I totally agree with you. It's been, yeah, looking back, that was the first initial like fire that we got to experience go now that I look back like it was because of that like I have passion for diversity and culture and of course yeah my story but like to see outside of my own country my own little world I was able to see out yeah and love these people love the people that God puts in our lives and I think I think that's beautiful because there was a start, the fire starter. Absolutely. You have been like really kind to like give me like an hour of your day. I know you said you're chilling at home, but like really I want to be respectful. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Cause like you totally can, like, I don't want you to feel pressured. Like you have to leave or have to go. No, no, you are good. I am just grateful. I was just so excited to reconnect with you and get to hear you. I heard like most of your podcasts, since you have contacted me and by the way I, you are doing an amazing job and I it's such an honor like God is totally using you and it's been more than a blessing to be able to reconnect catch up with you but also see what the Lord is doing and like praise his name on behalf of the circumstances or things that we went through and yeah I'm totally grateful and thankful for even the opportunity to be in contact with you. Your heart behind it has been definitely encouraging. This whole podcast thing that you're doing, wow, what a fire. Oh. Oh my gosh, it's totally God. And honestly, Yemi, if you only knew, like I don't even really know what I'm doing. I seriously just take it day by day. It all has to be just dependent on him. And so when I say I'm doing things week by week and like day by day, I don't ask anybody on the show that God doesn't give me like full release to like hear from. I was so excited when he brought your name to my attention because I was like, oh my gosh, of course. Like, yes. I'm like, thank you, God. Like, thank you so much for like reminding me. That's just a little bit of that. But you're super kind with your word. That is so so very sweet that's the thing though like the whole thing my life theme is doing like palms hearts wide open hands wide open everything wide open that allowing god to come in and work and root out the things that need to be plucked out just allowing like being obedient and not holding back but like lord my hands are wide open come Mm -hmm. work come take whatever you need to take use whatever i have constantly that is the posture that he wants us in and of course it isn't hard yes but the fact that he doesn't ask us to give me a full month he gives he says can you give me today yes that's so right can you give me the next step he doesn't say okay next year no can you give me your five minutes can you are you open if i can use you know can you give me the day the present rather than planning so far ahead he's asking for now for today for this moment and then being obedient in that that's all he asks and then if you faithfully obey he faithfully blesses us he faithfully comes through and faithfully never leaves and he just wants to prosper it he blesses you even more like you said like he puts people in your life to connect with yeah otherwise you would have never thought you know all about you the the posture of your heart and it's like okay god this is yours and you'll be able to use it in my life and the people who are listening you're using this moment you couldn't have put it any better the question that i ask everyone on the show because the show is called still with you i'd love to know where is god still with you 
like I, I told you at the beginning, I moved to a whole new state. I mean, that's where I went to school for sure. But like, I just picked up my bags and came to Virginia in hopes that for opportunities and just trusted the Lord uh, to provide, to find a way for me to reconnect with my church, with the friendships that I have built. Uh, after six months of being on the road, I was just hungry to reconnect with a church and with my friends and build that relationship. And so God has been with me through the transition of coming to Virginia. And then he has been with me with providing with my old church the people had been nothing but fantastic accountability yeah friendships that are being built he constantly reminds me that god is with me and he hasn't left me and will never leave me and it's just been such an encouragement through this in the midst of transition period i love that that's so good i have one more question for you and i and i wanted to ask you this at the beginning you'll have to remind me because you might have told me this before but does your name does that have a meaning like is that is there a specific meaning with that name yes girl it does and it means good news exciting news (laughs) that's prophetic oh my gosh wow As I've been preparing and working on releasing this episode, I have been a little emotional just thinking back of how much God has worked in my life since I got a passport and went on a trip to Costa Rica that I had no idea I would ever be able to experience. I am so grateful for Yemi and friends like her that I can reflect upon all of the amazing things that God has done. And especially in her life, I cannot believe the story that she is walking and sharing. That is such a gift that she is being so open with her heart. And if you would like to connect with Yemi, I'm going to put her social media handle in the show notes for you to give her a follow. And if you would be so kind, thank her for coming on the podcast, sharing her heart and encourage her in any way. She is doing amazing things. And I'm so thankful to have her voice in my circle. It truly matters to me. Speaking of adoption, I have a few friends who are adopted, but I would love to hear more of your stories. If you have one that doesn't even have to look like Yemi's. I would love to have more friends in my circle whose story looks very different than mine. I'm eager to listen and learn and celebrate the amazing things that God has done and to pray with you while you're allowing God to grow your faith in a season of waiting. In any way that you would welcome me into, I would be so grateful for it. With that being said, there are so many ways that you can connect with me. I'm a social media butterfly. My handle is Coley Browning, K-O-H-L-I-E, and then Browning like the rifle. You can also find me at my website coleybrowning.com i would absolutely love to connect with you there i cannot forget a shout out to our friend lily gray who you are hearing her music play in the background this is her song lifted from her album it's all beautiful right here for more ways to connect with her you can go to lilygray.com and we are always so grateful for her sharing her music with us i want to say thank you to yemi Susie schellenberger sisterhood magazine brio magazine never the same missions president steve goley and his team missy Bar. Becca Blackburn, Focus on the Family, the country of Costa Rica, and every single one of you who voted for Yemi and I while we were in the Faith in the Wait contest. My goodness, that feels like forever ago, but I think some of you all still remember that from that season in my life. It was so important. So thank you to every single click on the internet that made that happen. God is so good. He's so faithful and I'm never going to stop talking about it. And I ask that you do the same. Please go out into this world, be bold, be brave, be you. And remember that he is still with you. Oh.